0: What up, Eagle Talk fam? It's Rosemary. And your boy, Corey Lewis. Not too long ago, we left everything familiar in our hometown of Chicago and relocated to Dallas.
1: Since then, we've grown a seven-figure real estate business.
0: And more importantly, a life that we absolutely
1: love. Like many of you, we have been on the lonely side of building a business. And we know exactly how whack that can be. We also know success leaves clues, and that is why we created this space just for you.
0: You don't have to go on this entrepreneurial journey alone. We got you. Let's Eagle Talk Talk. What up Eagle Talk fans
1: What's up guys, this is going to be interesting (laughs)
0: Listen, this episode right here ain't nothing but the blood of Jesus (laughs) (laughs) That we are on here talking about entrepreneurship couples and money yep um love and money
1: we're gonna get through it we
0: gonna get through it so y'all on today's podcast uh, we are going to touch a topic that um we ain't want to touch for a long time <laughs> um that's because it really can be a tender subject in not just entrepreneurial couples but with most couples which is the turn the the whole thing idea of money and money management Mm -hmm. and um if you look at the cause of majority of divorces families dissolve a lot of them is over dispute with financial issues yeah. Um, so we're gonna talk about some <laughs> lessons we have learned. Uh-huh. But before, like, 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 let's let's talk to Mr. Um, BMF blowing money fast <laughs> over here. <laughs> um, what? Yes. Is, how can I help you? <laughs> what is something? Now that you look back, um, maybe something that you like. Mm, I, I did blow that money on that, and maybe I should not have done it. It wasn't the best. Best.
1: Uh I mean, so. I have one particular item that I regret.
0: Okay. okay that you regret. But
1: I want to say, I want to go back before I bought that. Okay. okay. So probably when I, I think when I was 23. Mm, going back to 23. Well, I had, I got the house out the way. Right. Okay. But I, real estate was took off. I, I think I quit my job and I, I just decided to win. And as the money came, the things came. Mm-hmm. The remember my white BMW 5 series? I remember your white BMW. Remember my uh black BMW X5? I
0: remember your black BMW at the same time you had the white
1: one. What about the uh black mint coat?
0: I remember the black mint coat.
1: What about the gray mint coat? I
0: remember the grey mint coat.
1: What about the brown mint coat? I
0: also remember the brown mint coat. So those
1: are five things I had at once, okay? That, like,
0: that he probably bought within <laughs> like a three month period. Yeah, like <laughs> just
1: an idiot, right? But here's the thing. When, when you when money is new to you and you're not educated on money. You buy dumb things Now I got better as time went on But when I did get a certain level of success For some reason I thought it was good to buy A 1988 IROC Z <laughs> Drop shop Out in Vegas uh, It was a college kid That needed to sell it And he I bought it Shipped it to a friend's house And he shipped it to me You didn't know about it Till it hit the front door they
0: came yeah
1: That was a problem um, and by the
0: way, we really didn't have money when he did this.
1: Nah, <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah.
0: But he was still, he was still. Um, I was
1: figuring out. I mean, I was making money, but I was spending money. Yeah. But the bottom line is that car probably cost me about twenty grand and
0: to restore. I am saying to
1: restore, like yeah. I am talking seats, engine, rims, everything you can do to a car. I am going to put some pictures up so y'all know I ain't, I ain't bluffing. Uh, and when you
0: sold it, about how much you
1: made? I'll take a haircut. <laughs> uh, I I probably sold it for about seventy five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, we were here in Frisco, and it was just in the garage. And Corey kept bumping it, taking out the garbage, you know, and, with the garbage and, and, and it also
0: kept dripping the oil, oh, yeah, pan yeah, kept it was dripping. oil all over. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So that's something that I definitely regret. Um, Yeah, I'll just leave it there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even have to add to your story <laughs> <laughs> because for sure yeah. um, money has been an issue in our relationship. And here's the thing, y'all. I thought that it was an issue when we weren't making, because it, it is—it's an issue when you ain't making money. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's—I f- I almost feel like it's more dangerous when you are making money because when it is coming in and coming in quickly, mm-hmm. we can mask some of our poor money management skills mm-hmm. because you got something else coming in, right? Yeah. Well,
1: what I had to do, not to cut you off, was I had to get educated about money. Yes. Once yes. I got educated about money and found out how it works, what to do with it, uh and how to keep it moving to, to multiply then you know things got different
0: things got different and yeah. now we understand like we want we actually want more money than we want to look like money yeah. <laughs> um, so that that's something but we're just gonna get into it today and we're just gonna like open up um kind of our playbook as we are learning mm-hmm. and just kind of go into the topic of love and money so Corey has shared with you um, kind of his baggage around money. His mm-hmm. baggage was spending fast, um, you know, like it burned a hole in his hand, things like yeah. that. Yeah. My baggage was different because I had a lot of money issues and I've shared on the podcast before um, how um, I had such a lack mindset especially around money Mm -hmm. that um, that it was hard for me, you know, especially when I got into real estate, it's like, yes, I want to be successful, but I was almost afraid of success because I believed that money was the root of all evil and money changed people and money did this and money did that. I was putting so much weight on money without really understanding like, no, it's money is a tool. Yeah. Right. Um, And it's not that money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money. And Mm -hmm. I can aspire to be successful, but um, I can't elevate wealth. I can't elevate resources above who God is in my life. But I really had to unpack my junk. Like literally I had to unpack my junk with, the way I thought about money, and um, and it has been a game changer since then. So you came in with a different type of baggage, like you came in so abundant that you would spend it all, yeah. and I came in so lack that I would clench and even making good financial moves, um, I was scared to do it mm-hmm. because I just wanted to hold on to everything.
1: I think too, though, in, in both of our defense, I was getting money in lumps, yeah. Right, I, I sell a house and make forty grand.
0: I would say that all the time. I was like, I. It, it dawned on me. I don't even know if we were married yet. I was like you know what my man's is living check to check it's just he living $40,000 check <laughs> to $60,000 yeah. check as opposed to regular people were living you know what I'm saying yeah, so no, you were sure. able to sustain it for a little bit longer yeah. than the average person until market crash and we just couldn't no yeah,
1: and it got old it, it got old quick you know st- st- having and not having you yeah. know you would rather just have uh and and I learned it again um sometimes you don't know what you don't know yeah. you know and I think just talking about your situation, yours where you were getting money every two weeks. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of like you knew exactly what was coming, when it was coming. You would allocate for your bills and then that's what you hoarded. Yeah. Uh, so it was just two different perspectives but again you know knowledge is power
0: knowledge is power so so as we are evolving in this love and money and 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 growing because we are not about to sit here and act like we have it all together mm-hmm. um, but we are growing and we have had some hard conversations we've had to unpack the way we were we were raised you know our thought processes we've read books uh, about it Um, here are a couple things that are helping us along the way. And the first thing is that communication is key. Yeah. Um, we have had meetings where we've laid it all out on the table, right? Wasn't pretty. Uh <laughs> one one pretty. Um, uh, but literally and, and and by the way, might want to do this before you get married. I mean, we kind of start doing it after 12, 13, 14 years of marriage. Right. But um just really like removing the shame and saying okay this is where I am this is my debt this is what I have in the bank this is what my reoccurring bills are um these are my commitments just actually communicating with each other mm-hmm. and I have to say from a wife perspective um you got to be mature enough to have that conversation. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? And I don't know. I guess it depends on who's the spender, who's the saver. Like we you have to have that conversation and and really work to not come from a judgment free zone or to come from a judgment free zone cuz it's such a vulnerable conversation to have.
1: It, it is. Um and I'm going to tell you how we approached it and, and and this is for anybody and this is I'm not trying to shade anybody or whatever the case may be. That conversation is business. Yeah, it's not personal. Yeah, right. and yeah. and I think when we have those conversations, we we come with with the common goal and say, "Hey, this is my business. This is your business. This is each other's junk." Right. Right. And wh- whatever it look like, at the end of the day, this is our the Lewis business. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah. Um, and I don't think we either one of us walk away, you know, feeling some kind of way. We just know that the work needs to be done in a certain area after we have this business meeting.
0: Yeah, and and, and I just want to back it up though and say. The initial conversation we is not and and I don't even know that we judge each other afterwards, but now we get to hold each other accountable, accountable. right? Yeah, yeah Right. So and, and accountability isn't a bad word, but it's like, okay, this is where we at. Okay, this is where we need to go. And now when we come back, we want to see growth in these areas, yeah, that's, right? Okay, that's business for so, so communication. Yeah. Then number two, once you put it all out on the table now you're in a place where you can start to establish a budget that's the hard part <clears throat>
1: um, or non- no no no'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying for for you that's that's you, that's natural for you for me um not that I can't do a budget because now I guess i I have a budget but I was at one point I was buying so much to where we got to the end of the year and it was like well I didn't need these last seven houses Which is why you
0: need a budget <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Because that was like y'all for the But longest, that's true right? But for the longest Corey would say to me Well Rosemary I'm not like you I get paid the same You know you get paid the same thing Every week It's easier for you to set a budget But now I'm in real estate Right yeah. And I'm We're in the same situation Right Like my commissions look different month to month mm-hmm. so now i'm looking at you like so what are you saying now and yeah
1: but and again i'm not condemning you no no comment. no i think the point that i'm making is, is especially the way my business goes if, I, if i'm buying something and i'm holding it for a short period i can have a, a month three months straight where i got 20 grand a month in hard money payments right yeah. Twenty five thousand dollars a month in hard money payments but what i should have done was evaluated it Before uh, before. evaluate have the
0: budget and evaluate before and say,
1: right, this month I'm only gonna spend twelve and a half to fifteen thousand dollars. And that's the point that I'm making.
0: Yes, yes. So so whatever that looks like, like once you have your numbers out on the table, we establish a budget. And then what ends up happening is once you establish a budget, now you can start to look to see, okay, where are some of my discretion where some of our discretionary spending Mm -hmm. that We can eliminate or, you know, I know one thing for us is we have started to say, okay, at least like every day night don't have to be at the del frisco yeah. right we can we can spend some day nights you know going to a local restaurant or cooking at home or doing something like that because we're being more budget conscious which i think is harder to do when you have money coming in Um, but we're doing a better job of being more budget conscious and setting parameters around our spending
1: yeah i recently done that um with jeremy bringing mm-hmm. him back jeremy is our um meal prep, meal prep guy so I get either six or 10 meals a week from him. And that keeps me because I'm when I'm hungry. Y'all
0: Corey, like literally, I, yeah, I mean, like I will talk to Corey at like two o'clock and I'll be like, hey, what you doing? Oh, I'm about to grab something to eat real quick. And then I'm like, oh, I made the spaghetti and I portioned it out and I put it in a plate and left it on the table. <laughs> um, you didn't take spaghetti with you. Nah, I'm just hungry. I'm going to eat something real quick. OK, where are you at? hold on one second let me get two pounds of crab or (laughs) I want the fried shrimp and a a dirty martini I'm like dude that's a hundred dollars for lunch I don't care
1: what you're doing it's yeah it's more like Hutchins right but occasionally (laughs) it, it will be you know that great lunch but no I brought Jeremy back um to the picture and actually he's probably shaved down about four or five meals outside of the house yeah
0: so yeah a week
1: so, so, so that's great
0: so creating a budget okay yeah. then here's the next one um keeping your business and personal finances separate
1: yeah that was hard for me for a long time yeah i'm um, like where are you
0: coming yeah
1: i finally figured that out um but i think that's really important because when it comes to tax time man it is a cluster it's a nightmare yeah that's Yeah, let me just leave that there. Just keep them separate. Have your business card, have your personal card. If you can put a hundred to two hundred dollars in your pocket a week and just roll like that.
0: Yeah, one thing that I do is um, you know, I have um a personal or business account and I make sure like my personal my business account is connected to where I'm doing my accounting so I can see it. I'm snapping a picture of the receipt. Um, I'm writing on the receipt what it's for and one thing that I do a little hack for me is anything personal um, I know it's separate because I have a credit card that I use for all of my personal expenses Mm -hmm. that I pay off or I pay to 10% every month so I'm getting the benefits from it and that way I know okay this was for you know for personal things and and I don't and here's the thing if you're also in business it's not a bad idea to speak with your CPA or tax strategist Mm -hmm. to figure out what are some things because for instance Corey and I when we go on dates we're having business conversations Mm -hmm. so our date night meals are actually business conversation meals so that's Mm -hmm. something that um, You know if the the Context of our conversation It could be something that we could Create a business expense not for sure, yeah. Um, So figure out Talk to CBA figure things out But keep it separate because it's going to Alleviate So many headaches where you're not Like and not transferring money back and forth Like it could be crazy so keep it separate Yep Okay and speaking of that Number four we're going to encourage You to set Clear financial goals. I'm going to let you go on that.
1: Um, very important. I think that you need to. I think in the beginning of the year, um, you know, everybody is hyped up on the New Year's resolutions and the whole new year, new me and all of that. That's fine. But the beginning of the year just set them super high. Not so much unrealistic, but set them really high. And then every 30 days, um, I think you should revisit them and kind of tweak them. And then every quarter start to see if they're making sense as the year is gone. Yeah, um, that's what I did. Last year. I got about 65% of the way there. And then the the rates peaked, uh, they spiked up in July. So I had to slow down and, and pull back. So the the pivot was um to slow down on the rentals, but I picked up on the wholesaling side. So that kind of picked up from where I was lacking on one end. So again, you know, it it'll never work perfectly, but just start out the gate with them just extraordinary high.
0: Yeah, if you all haven't checked out episode 86, we just really talk about all things goal setting. Um, And one thing as I think about it, as it relates to relationships, like being clear with each other, like this is how much money, we need like what do we need to bring in so Mm -hmm. i got a broke number we got a survival number um we have a stretch number so what has to come in and if y'all were here for the last episode we did last week episode i think it was number 96 we just talked about um prioritizing marriage and business but there have some times when it's kind of like hey babe um I know that we were supposed to go do x y and z but we may have to reschedule that to you know still have a mm-hmm. place for it mm-hmm. because I need to do this activity to hit my number yeah and if you know my number and we're clear on what goals we need to achieve then it's not that same level of pushback right? yeah yeah for sure so and um, then, having then
1: that, I, I, sorry to cut you off but as, you I, as I think about it too when I say sometimes you have to switch it in the be in the in the middle like one of my goals this year was to purchased to uh, a apart- multifamily. I don't want to say apartment building, the multifamily. And that looks different with the RV park. Yeah. Right. It, it might not be two thirty-two 32 unit buildings, but uh, the RV park we're developing has 100, Technically, doors or slabs, so it looks different, but it's the exact same thing.
0: Yeah, and letting your cl- letting your your spouse know like what's going on. Like, wait, I thought we was doing X. Now yeah. we are doing Y. Like, help me help me understand. For sure. If if you have capacity, so let me back up too and say, sometimes there are some things in life when it's kind of like, dude, I don't need to know all the details. Like, just yeah. give me give me the cliff notes version, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, but making sure that we're on the same page, which is back to that communication. Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: Now here's the next one. We um talked about it an earlier point but seeking some professional help in building your financial life together that's,
1: that's another thing i do twice a year um go back to the episode with our financial advisor ed dixon
0: yes it episode 75
1: 75 i sit down typically i sit down with him in january and i sit down with him again in june and talk strategy talk about what's working what's not working and what his wealthy clients are doing um i think that that that's ultra important instead of you listening to you all of the time
0: yeah listen to you all the time and then you know get with your CPA get with your tax strategist if you are um, you know we have had years where our income has doubled and it's not the time to have a conversation with the CPA at the end of the year it's like as you Hmm. see your numbers increasing okay what are some things that I need to be these are things that we didn't know by the way Mm -hmm. I'm talking I'm saying it like we did it and we knew it we did not know it but what are some things that I need to be doing maybe before Year end or before quarter end, um, because I see my income changing, or even if you see a decrease in, like, what are some different things that you can be doing? So making sure that you're seeking advice, and then um, even seeking advice of what should we be doing with the money that we're bringing in? Right? Mm -hmm. Should we be investing it? Should we put it in stock Should we put it in real estate? Um, So just figuring out how to make things work for you, so that everything, like one, especially entrepreneurs, we have to be very careful that um, we're not only investing our time and our efforts in things that require our hands at work, right? Preach. Um Yeah, but, and I'm just saying, like, that's one thing we're building. We have shifted our mindset recently to saying, okay, if something happens to me or Corey or whatever, we need products, we need residual income, we need things that are out here working for us. And sometimes it takes masterminding with other individuals to figure out how to make the money you're making work for you.
1: I can talk about that for too long. So let's go to the next (laughs) one.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. The last one is planning for contingency.
1: Yeah. So um, let me go back to what what you were just talking about. The contingency plan is cash flow. You definitely need to, what you just saying, you need to be able to get paid for doing nothing. Yeah. Um, And I realized that about three years ago where I was just buying and selling everything, which just totally did not make sense. Why I should have been holding for cash flow uh as of today's date i'm at 48 doors which is great um the goal right now is about 150 uh that's probably gonna go to 250 because the rv park is 100 in itself but at the end of the day i'm not doing anything yeah paying the mortgage if i owe something on it uh, when the money comes in but for the most part the tenant is paying 100 of everything uh piti principal interest taxes and insurance and that's going to be real important for uh just retirement the, the B side of that is the equity capture over time. And I preach on this again because I was buying and selling everything. I think you need to hold. Yeah, I think, you know, a minimum of, of a 10 year hold, um, hopefully for 100 percent appreciation. And if you decide to cash out then, then that's, you know, that's when you, you take your millions and you walk away.
0: OK, and, and I'm also going to give a different spin to that. I think that you do, definitely we need cash flow, but we also need cash reserve for, sure. for contingencies because, you know, you think about the pandemic like there are so many businesses that went out in the pandemic because quite honestly, they didn't have they could not afford to keep the doors open for mm-hmm. three months. Yeah. You know, four months until depending on where you were until things opened up. So if there's anything that we are learning is that, okay, first of all, minimum, you need to have six to 12 months for your living expenses, right? Mm-hmm. So that you don't have to, if not another dollar comes in, how are you going to sustain your living environment? And then you also need to have, you know, cash reserve for your business expenses too. Um, because especially like when you, we're in a real estate business, so you can have a deal that's supposed to pay you a hundred thousand dollars fall apart two days before closing. And if yeah. you only had your eggs in that basket, then you will be screwed and depressed.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking, and this is a true story. I bought during the pandemic uh, a building, which is how Falls, a commercial building. It was a it was a ceramic shop. It's actually a nice brick corner lot. Um, and when I got it from the lady, she lost it due to taxes and her husband died of COVID. And so this is 2020. 2022 was when I got it. I uh, picked it up for like thirty-five grand, and when I called her because I needed her to sign a redemption waiver, stating that she wasn't coming back to redeem it, she gave me the whole story on how they had it for years, years, and years, never saved any cash reserve. Yeah, I lost. He it. winds up passing. She tooks out. She takes out a tax loan, and wound up just losing it.
0: Yeah, because life, lives, you yep. know, and you just, and especially as. I just say in general, I think some people have a false sense of security if they have a job yeah. that um, that the bottom won't fall out. But definitely having some sort of cash reserve and then think about in relationship. I think a lot of times most of our issues come up when there is a lack of money and just the discipline of saving 10 percent, 20 percent every time you get paid paying yourself before you go to pay any of your bills pay Prada Gucci whatever Mm -hmm. um to actually pay yourself back so that you have money that's sitting there yeah
1: no that's a great point
0: yeah all right y'all so we made it (laughs) It we made it on this money conversation now a few resources that I just want to share with you um, is definitely check out episode 75 Our financial planner was on there mm-hmm. uh, I think it's very um, wise To have somebody there And then a couple books that just help me m- with my mindset Around money Are You Are a Badass at Making Money mm-hmm. And The Science of Getting Rich yeah. um, So those were two very mindset Kind of related things That um, just helped me With my thinking about it And I, and I, I want to say the last thing Is like money is a touchy subject And quite honestly many of us We're not taught financial literacy and then you get into a relationship with somebody who also wasn't taught financial literacy but we had different ways of handling money model and it can just blow up so um when you approach these conversations first of all pray Mm -hmm. approach them with grace and dignity and um yeah and just remember that you and your spouse have the common goal of being successful together, and we may have different ways to go around to doing that, but um, don't let the pain of the conversation and the work outweigh the purpose of why you're together.
1: Yeah, um, I can end on great book recommendations. If I had to give one, I'm gonna go to the classic, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, yeah, uh, by Robert Kiyosaki with, with the just two different perspectives of a, of a worker and an entrepreneur. Um, I know many people have read it, but I think you should revisit it because it's a, it's a lot of i think when you hear about it sometimes you hear about it earlier in life yeah but i think you need it about our age yeah um and i they were talking about on on, on your leisure you know about revisiting that book a couple of weeks ago and i think that's important so uh, those are three really good books that we can recommend and hope this episode was was great for you guys yep
0: all right y'all see you later eagles see y'all bye y'all